Hi, this is Johnny Eccles from Love, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. Welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, a Pantheon podcast. Music, culture, conversation, and good old-fashioned rock and roll. So now, I give you Miss Pamela and her pajama party. Come on in, dolls, and welcome to Miss Pamela's Pajama Party, a Pantheon podcast. You're about to kick back and relax and maybe have a little drinky-winky, or if you're driving, no, don't do that, and hang out with the world's most famous groupie. That's me, and I'm proud of it. And the groupie, as I always tell you, just means another word for love, synonymous with love. Might as well have four letters in it. But it's just about love of the music and girls, boys sometimes, who hang out with the bands and want to be close to that incredible thing that happens when you hear some music you love or stand in front of an amazing piece of art that you love. And I've written books about it. Uh, I'm with the band was a big bestseller, and I have four others. I hope you read them all. I also have writing workshops all over the world with my dolls. And I give tours of, of the fabulous rock and roll history in L.A. In fact, we are now at the Great Sunset Sound Recording Studios. And this is one of my stops on my tour because this is where Keith Moon brought me one sultry evening to a Harry Nilsson shindig recording session and where I met John Lennon. And that was the third Beatle I met. It's quite a story. I'll tell it to you sometime. I'm very excited to be part of the Pantheon podcast network of rock and roll shows and you can find all of our shows on spotify and pandora and anywhere you go to listen to your podcast like 40 different places you can find us and we're growing and growing and growing and growing This is my seventh show, and I'm going to introduce my godson today, Lucky Otis, who I've known his entire life. I was actually one of his very first babysitters, (laughs) and he's a very special person. He comes from an incredible heritage of rock and roll, blues, soul, music. His grandpa's Johnny Otis, the great Johnny Otis, Willie and the Hand Jive, and discovered Etta James, and I mean, it's endless what he did, and his dad is Shuggy Otis. Strawberry Letter 23, etc., 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 and his mom is Miss Mercy of the GTOs. So we're going to have Lucky here in a few minutes. And expect new announcements at the top of every new Miss Pamela's Pajama Party show. And finally, this one really matters to us. If you enjoy what we do here, then please head over to PantheonPodcast.com and share a show with a friend. Okay, thank you, dolls. See you soon.
dolls again I, right now i'm sitting across from my godson lucky otis i've known him his entire life so how are you today mr you know, otis you've known me before i was born actually. yes i did <laughs> <laughs> i did know you before you were born his mom is miss mercy of the gtos and he's had quite a life with the, his dad shuggy and his mom mercy so somehow he's made it this far <laughs> <laughs> it's probably because i got away from them <laughs> Yes, you did, and I helped you do that. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it, 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 the story is so long. In fact, I'm going to do a. Uh, I'm in the middle of doing a book. You know, you inspired me a long time ago to to tell my mom when she was in her face, "Hey, let's write a book." Pamela's doing it, and she was so you know out there that <laughs> now she's got a friend doing it. So yeah. I just want to state for the record that I was the first one to ask her. Probably someone asked her before me. Well, no. I was telling her for a long time to do it, but you, you, yes, you know, we probably you. told her around the same time. And well, and you, did you say you're going to write one too? You're going to write your book? Yeah, you know, we were talking about, it and I, I was asking, you want to do the forward to it? <laughs> so you know, any, yes, any, that's right. Yeah. I would do the forward. Cool, yeah, because you know course. me better than anybody. I had yeah. my, uh, for all those who don't know, I had my baby shower in Wonderland Avenue at Pamela's place back yes. in the day. I still have the uh, invitation. Oh my gosh, you do? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I gave Mercy her baby shower. Yeah. So yeah. I've definitely known you before you were born. Yeah. Did your mm. mom ever tell you how that birth went? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. called induced labor and didn't remember a thing. And <laughs> she, it, it, she just basically said, yeah. She started naming off all the drugs 
before she started naming off, of like, oh, he had blue did. eyes, he was eight pounds, eight ounces, <laughs> curly hair, or whatever, no hair, actually. Yeah. Yeah, before the hair <laughs> phase. What, what, are your, what are your earliest memories of your mom and your dad? Her, mm. His dad is wow. Shuggy Otis, who is a, a, obviously a brilliant musician himself, and Johnny Otis is your grandpa, mm-hmm. and he, I think he probably inspired you most of your life to, to become who you are today, right? Yeah, because, well, it was great to have a strong alpha male in the house. I mean, when, when I look at it now, I had my grandmother who was a strong female. Like, they were just perfect together. Capricorn and Gemini, whatever that means. Uh-huh. And they, they were married for 70 years. Yeah. Now, Grandpa had his fun all over the place. Don't get me wrong. He, he had kids all, all over. I have uncles and aunts everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of craziness going on with the family side of it. But my grandfather, I was fortunate because I was raised with him. He raised me. Um during the time we were talking about, you know, that's the question, like what happened, you know? And there's a lot of s- stories. There's only one truth, but really what it is is my mom and I were inseparable, I believe, and you knew that and everyone saw that. And um I think that the pain of everything that happened with my father and the separation, it was kind of like a dream. Uh, you know, it's like two rock star people having a love child, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, like George Carlin said, now nah, I'm sending them hate mail. I think w- what it is is I, I grew <laughs> up and said, wait a minute. And my mother said this one time. She said, I'm so glad you're not famous. Otherwise, you'd be dead because she's so matter of fact. You know, yes. she is. she's, she's certainly so, matter of fact. She's yes. like macabre on the seesaw. It's yes. like, <laughs> What? This is weird. Very good way to put it, I Lucky. Mean, so, so that's just the way she's always been. <laughs> but she loves you oh, yeah. so much. You know How many this, times right? have you told me that? Oh, my o- God, yeah. Almost obsessively. You know this. And, and I think that's part of the thing that we, we don't have to get into all that because it's... It, but that's part of the um, catching up phase. Like, during that time, you know, I, I had a birthday, uh, December 3rd, and so the cutoff to get into first grade is December 2nd. So if you're born December 2nd, 11.59 p.m., you have no problem. So December 3rd, I had to take a test, and they said, uh, well, I went to the uh, school, and I looked in the kindergarten. I saw these kids picking their nose and throwing spit wads, and I said, look, even though they're my age, I want to hang out with someone older. And I was used to hang out with older people because I was raised around my grandparents. And my, my parents were a young, crazy couple that lived in my grandparents' house yes. in South Central L.A. My grandpa also had a house on Sugar Hill, which is off of Washington and Western, as you know, the church. Yeah. So. Yes, he was a preacher, too. Oh, my yeah, God. What a, yeah. what a life. Yeah. You know who bought this, the, the, the house in South Central? Etta James lived three doors down, and yeah. she, uh, her brothers were like my, they're like my brothers growing up. I mean, her, her sons were like my brothers growing up, Danto and Cemento. And I was yeah. like the middle child, <laughs> we know, because they were right there. And long story short, when Danto was about a uh, teenager, Etta, Etta said, hey, I heard you want to move out of South Central. He said, yeah, because the gang violence went up so much. And, and, and we used to hear little shots, pow, pow, pow. And then, you know, you read about things in the, the newspaper about, you know, and see on the, t- the, the uh, TV, gang violence. But when colors came out, it rose 50%. It, everything was crazy. Everything was bandanas and then the automatic weapons. And and my grandfather was vocal about it. He had his own radio show, and he'd talk about how crazy, how scared he was for his wife to be driving home down, you know, Hoover or the 110 when the drive-bys were happening. So he wanted to get out of there, and that's why we moved to uh, Pasadena area. Right. But right. long story short, Etta James said, "I know these two kids that want to buy the house because Grandpa had built a recording studio that stuck up in the back of the house, um, and you could see it from the street." And uh, they said they want to buy the house because they know about you know you and the recording studio and all that. And he said, okay, bring them over, and they they paid cash for it. And uh, it was Lonzo and, and Andre, and who happens to be Dr. Dre. Oh, <laughs> and oh yeah, Lonzo from the uh. Wrecking Crew. Yeah, if you uh. watch Straight Outta Compton, you'll see a guy named Lonzo. He's like one of these Suge Knight characters. It's like, who's that? Uh, d- did they still own it? Lonzo lives there. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's yeah. lived there ever since. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. And so I can imagine since I had the middle bedroom. I can imagine all the crazy, I mean, you talk about crazy life, Suge Knight, Easy e Ice Cube, all these cats in my house. <laughs> After, 
probably well, like a month after no, we moved I, But you, you do have to write a book. But we have to go back to, you, you were sure. talking about the first grade or whatever. Oh, and, they, they, and they, they told, they, thank you. They told me to uh, write the month in, in cursive style. Yeah. You know, and so I said, okay, no problem. Because <laughs> one thing my, my, my family did, they always had uh, books around. I remember my mom got me the red balloon when I was yeah. a little kid, and uh-huh. Dr. Seuss, and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Good night, moon. So, Good for mercy. There you go. And, <laughs> and my grandfather, he, had, he was a reader. And, and, yeah. and so I was always around, and I was writing my own name. I could do the alphabet backwards. My mom would show me off when I was little. <laughs> and, I mean, it was just the, that kind of, It was like a year old when I was doing that stuff. So when I did the test, I got to February, and, and I could hear them all muttering like, he he knows that there's an R there or something, and, yeah. And, I, and and that was a big deal. And now I think about it, it's like, oh, well, I guess you know. But kids these days, you know, there's so many smart kids. But um, that was a big deal, and I got to jump to first grade. Right. So so doing that, that's one of the sides of it. The other thing was my mother was just a wild person. Yes, she was. <laughs> she, she was the Lindsay Lohan of 1969, <laughs> <laughs> the that's female what, Keith Richards. <laughs> I don't know, maybe even more crazy than Lindsay Lohan. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's. But you know how much I love her too, of course. And yeah, please, mercy. And she's done so well. How many years now is she sober? Twenty. Yeah, she's twenty years sober. It's really quite astounding, you know. <laughs> yeah, considering you know, first husband was was was. You know, Shuggy and, and the second husband was Ike Turner Jr. Basically, yes. <laughs> yeah, he was wild. So, he was so really yeah. Now, awful. what's crazy is that they met. I don't want to say they met in a crack house, but they met in that world, <laughs> and then they quit. Yeah. yeah, it was a match made. You know. And yeah, so, but seven years she was on the street. Oh my gosh! And she's yeah. proud of that. You oh, know, yeah. she's the only person I know that says, "Yeah, I'm. I enjoyed being homeless." <laughs> She said, she says that's because she was numb to the whole thing. I mean, yeah, I once you once right. you get sober, you, you wake up and go, whoa, wait a minute. And I'll start knocking on people's doors and say, you know. Um, well, we have a whole lot to talk about, but why don't you oh, play yeah. us something first? Play us. Play me something. Uh, yeah, we got to show off your brilliance. Come on. Well, yeah, I got this this acoustic here I brought in. Well, tell us about that. It's a Gretsch Jim Dandy. It's a little loud sucker. Um, I was telling you before the show, it was the only thing I got from the divorce with, with Shuggy. <laughs> no, but basically, it's one of the things that, you know, I have an estranged relationship with my father, so it's Strange one of the... or estranged? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but off and on, though, right? Very off. Very um, off. At this point, the, the words dead to me are like, see, if if if, if people were dead to me, then... They wouldn't be there at all, right? But they're breathing somewhere and doing something. But a lot of, in my opinion, and this will all be in my story, a lot of corruption went down, uh, and it was it was being planned before my grandparents uh, passed because my grandfather was is was worth a lot, and there's a lot of things, family stuff that I'll get into that you know other people would go, whoa, that's pretty deep. If you look at it, Etta James had. The problem too, like I was saying, her sons were battling the the the, the widow, the widower, the mm-hmm. uh, stepdad, and yeah. then the manager on her deathbed. Etta said, "Don't let this manager get back into your life whatsoever." I got rid of him. It took me twenty something, thirty years oh, to get rid of this yeah. guy. And, and my grandpa knew him. I mean, I knew him, <laughs> you know, as a, as a child. But he snuck back into the world and, and with the stepdad, and then. Somehow they got one of the kids to go against the other one. Oh, was, I know that horrible stuff goes on. It's all in I'm the. I'm sorry uh, you've had to go through. It's that. all on TV. It's the yeah. Etta James story. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. that's happening in a way, but I'm the only one going. Hey, uh, uh, where's my mine? Up. Where's mine? Well, in a way, because I understand something that other people don't think I understand, and that was the connection that I had with my grandparents and how close. Yeah, yes, of course. You I played bass with, in your grandfather's band for and my how father's long? Band. Um, well, years until I. Led the band after yeah. he passed. I led yes, the memorial. right. I know. Yeah, yeah. we did a few uh, tribute shows and sold out, and it was it was it was insane. It was insane. And yeah. you played with your dad too, right? Yeah, Shuggy. Yeah, um, yeah, on and off for, for years. I mean, whenever he did something, it was either you never knew with him. You know, yeah. you, at one point he'd say, because he had a whole group of guys on his on his whatever you want to call it, come come back. Yeah, and and he he's said a few um, comebacks. 
he basically said, I don't want anyone, and no one in the, no one in the band was named Otis. No one in the band was, but he said, I don't want any Otis's in the band. And I was th- sitting there thinking, and we were, you know, we were sitting there smoking or something. I said, look, there's no one, in, I'm thinking there's no one in the band named Otis. So Except he's a, you. No, I wasn't in the band at the time. Oh, okay. No, no, he had the bass player from Shaka oh, Khan. Okay. He had the drummer from uh, uh, the, the Jay Leno show, the Tonight Show. He had uh, all sorts of guys in the group. And they set him up to do this European thing. And then he came back, and it was, I saw the video. He wasn't necessarily... 100%. You know, he never really, really, really took care of himself. There's, that's a whole yeah. other story about yeah, what happened to him after my mom and him split up. Yeah. But uh, we got to do some great things in Europe. Um, we played the Montreux Festival, uh, the Vienna Jazz Fest, um, North Sea Jazz in Rotterdam, Netherlands. We played a bullfighting arena in oh, Spain. God. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you could see the Mediterranean right there. It was oh. so beautiful. Well, let's hear you play something. Yeah, um, there's one I'm working on. See, uh, people wouldn't even expect me to do this. one of the things that I'm working on with my Ugh. friend Michael. I know I, I, I know I'd like to call it the word tease. Yes, I, I, that is well, we don't have much time, right? God. Yeah, but I want to hear you play some more. Oh, uh, cool. Uh, that's one. So, you know, it's like when Ray Charles did the country song on ABC Records with the with the strings. They said, "What the heck is he doing?" No, that was beautiful, Lucky. Thank you. Well, that that's uh yeah, one of my friends, he he's an old metal metalhead. He said to say hello. His name's BJ. You met him. He's one of my best friends from way mm-hmm. back in the day. And he said, that one right there. And I said, Wait. Yeah. he didn't expect it, you know, because we've been growing up di- playing the different things. You know, my mom bringing me to punk clubs, my grandpa yes. and my dad around the blues, the jazz. Yeah, you have into... it all in your bloodstream. <sighs> yeah. Um, what else? I mean, there's a few different ones that I've been doing. Um, I've been working on so many. What's funny is I just went back to normal tuning for yeah. this, uh-huh. and I was in this other tuning, and so my mind has been in this other tuning. So right now I'm thinking of these fingerings, and it's it's cool because there's certain things that you can slide up and do that you can't do in a regular tuning, and so it 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 kind of brings this whole um, other world out. Um, anyway, I, people know me to do the blues a lot, you know. Um, yeah, so do some blues. Come on. <laughs> Storefront window, someone bought my favorite gun. Storefront window, someone bought my favorite gun. Yeah. Compton, babe, gonna find me another one. Oh, yes, I will. When I get there, all the pawn shops close, yo. When I get there, all the pawn shops close, yeah. in my pocket after midnight that's the way my story goes whoa yes it does
things like that. I'm oh, like, <laughs> things like that. That uh, is so incredible. Thank you. Um, you yeah. know, you know, I I appreciate your talent so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're the one who, who always, you know, told me to just do what I do. You know, you always encouraged me to uh, to do that, and 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 you kept my mom close and make sure she was all right. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, she almost named you Jinx. Well, she did. <laughs> That's a no-no. <laughs> and you know who changed that? My, I, I, I mean, I don't know who was higher at the birth, my father. Or, yeah, you know, I, I mean, was he even in? He's probably out in the parking lot rolling one or two. <laughs> Back then, it was like this really stringy stuff. Yes. You get lost. But these days, you can take a nap and don't wake up. Yeah, <laughs> God, you ought to know. Well, hey, well, the truth, the truth. I mean, what do you expect? I've been, I've been playing with all these cats. I've been doing the, the hip hop, dubstep, metal, all this other stuff, along with you know, sitting there with some jazz cats. I mean, those guys. Don't let them fool you. They're the ones who made it popular back in. Reefer oh Mads. yeah. <laughs> but isn't it funny though that she named you Jinx? Or was about to, and then people like myself said, N "You can't do that." You can't call your kid Jinx, and so she did the opposite. <laughs> yeah, the story. The story was my grandpa was was upset. He was he was there. My grand they were there because that's their you know that's their son's baby. So yes. so they they showed up, and uh, this was at um, Cedars of Lebanon, which doesn't exist anymore. I think it's either the Children's Hospital, oh. the Presbyterian Hospital, or the Scientology building it's one of those it's right off fountain in vermont that's where i was born okay and i know that that when i look at those three buildings some some i think i that's think hollywood it's the children's Prez. hospital no that's hollywood Press. that's where nick was born I, okay. you and nick were born in the same hospital but if whatever cedars that's of lebanon hospital. well it was called that before that so okay. now there's cedars of sinai and there was cedars of lebanon over yeah here. yeah huh yeah i don't know wow. what the heck they were doing in that part of the town <laughs> They, I, I have no clue. They must have been out partying. <laughs> oh, God. I know. But somehow you came out healthy. Yeah? Yeah, that's that, that's the crazy part. <laughs> it was a miracle. Well, my grandpa, the, the story of the name is, she said, so what are you going to name him? And my grandpa said, or my, my, my mother said, Johnny mm. Jinx. Johnny Jinx, right. J-I-N-X. J-I-N-X. And she said, he said, you can't do that. My, I, I can just hear him saying, you can't do that. And she said, well, why not? He said, that's bad luck. Yeah. And, and so when she said, she said, well, what do you suggest? He said, something luckier than that. Oh, okay. And that's how it came Oh, out. is it? And it's my middle name. It's my middle name. Yeah, Johnny's your first name. Johnny, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the third. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnny <sighs> Jr. is Shuggy. And I always ask my grandma, I said, where are you coming with that name? <laughs> it, it's short for sugar. I said, well, why does it have two more letters? <laughs> Well, you mean why it's don't long you, for sugar? <laughs> why don't you tell the, our, our listeners yes. who may not know about who Johnny is? Johnny Otis, the I call him the Godfather of rhythm and blues, and the original king of rock and roll. We we will always have the discussion about that because they called him that, and then Elvis came along, did Hound Dog. It's, it's it's cool. It's just the way it went. You know, it's the chronology of it. So I like to say that he. Uh, developed the West Coast sound from post-swing music from the 40s uh, to, 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 to what rhythm and blues and rock and roll came out. And he was really a, an integral force to create a lot of that. He was a huge talent scout. Um, he founded the careers, like I said, Etta James, Little Lester Phillips, Johnny Guitar Watson. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Um, Little Richard, Jackie Wilson. He even... Uh, I found out he, he he produced one of Canned Heat's albums. <laughs> Did he really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I I was lucky enough to meet him several times, and he was quite a dapper, gorgeous-looking gentleman. And so many people thought he was black before they saw him, right? Ready for this? Yeah. Now, now it's funny because my mom, you know, now that Ancestry.com is out, it's like I'm, you know, I'm part. I'm, I'm I want to see if I'm part black. You know, everyone <laughs> wants to know, find out they're part black so yes. then they can do the part black thing and walk funny or something. <laughs> Oh God! Talk Lucky. funny. No, you know what it really is. Is, is I mean, no, my mom wants to be black so bad. It's, it's, I know. It's she, she's always wanted to be black. But it, 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 but it's funny. She, she look at you. We talking. About? I got soul. That's they know her. She'll stick up for herself, you know. But but um, what were we just talking about? I'm yeah, sorry. You, I just you, got you, lost. My mom's blackness. No, you were gonna tell me something about your grandpa being white. Yeah, he's well. He's not. He's, he's not 100 percent white. He's no, Greek, he, no, isn't he? Both his parents 
are from Greece. One right. of them, his mother, Irene, was from Idra, which is an island. Now, it looks right at Irmione, which is right near Athens. If you, it's all like creates this little triangle right here around the, around the water. Mm-hmm. And Athens on the coast, Irmione's on the coast, and Idra is an island off of the coast. So my great-grandpa came out here, and he, and, and, and he met a Greek person who said, hey, I have a, I have a niece or a something back there that needs that, you know. And back then they did arranged marriages. Yeah. So they were young, and he went, okay. He didn't know her. So he went back on a, on a ship, and he, had a, he was a naval shipyard foreman. He was, a, he was a builder. He worked in Vallejo at the shipyards and everything. Um, so he brought her back. They had three kids, my grandfather and his sister, Dorothy, who also passed, and my uncle, Nicholas, my great-uncle Nicholas, who's still alive. Ah. And he was the ambassador to Egypt and Jordan. He was, he was a trip. He actually stayed in school where my grandpa dropped out of school, but they b- were both successful Well, pioneers. your grandpa married a black lady, which was very unusual back then. Right, but my, 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 my great-grandmother did not want my, uh, gra- my grandfather to uh, marry my grandmother. Because she I was, can imagine she was scared. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. One, you know, back she then. thought, "Oh, they're going to lynch all of them." And they actually did burn a cross on their their lawn. Yeah. I found out. My grandpa told me one time back in the fifties or something. Or so what? 40s, what year 50s. did they get married? Do you know? Forty-one, May second. 40, Forty-one. Yeah. That's really unheard of, almost. Yeah, back they were then. eighteen. They were God. both eighteen. So how did they meet? Do you know? Yeah, um, my grandpa. He he was a young. Go getter. Now he he was hanging out at a party in Oakland or Berkeley, and he had lots of black friends. He, he, he the neighborhood he grew up in. You know, they had a store like a ma pa store. Mm-hmm. And so my grandpa, the old Greek guy, and I'll get to all this in a minute. How my grandma was mixed, and oh. that's the point. So my grandpa does you know is black technically. You know, as they say, once you have a little, you have a lot. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so so at that point, um, my grandpa was at a party and he was upstairs. And he's, he's, he was hanging out with a guy uh, who was the uncle of this friend. He said, let's go hang out and listen to these records. You know, let's, these kids, they're just 16, 17, whatever, 18. And uh, they went upstairs, and, and the whole party, they missed the party practically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wow, you know, Count Basie, wow, one day I want to be. like." And he, he ended up doing that, you know, his dream fulfilled it. So at this point, he said, oh, man, want, let's go downstairs, see what's going on. And so there was this little black Filipino chick with pigtails and he said who's that and <laughs> and his friend said that's um phyllis uh walker and he went phyllis walker on from 61st street and then he's and then his friend said yeah he said she's all grown up and so i mean it didn't take i don't know <laughs> i would say hours you know maybe <laughs> but it was it was a match made and so he um 70 years together, I would say so. Yeah, so he, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And my, my, my great-grandparents, they had that arranged marriage. They, they, they didn't even last for mm, maybe yeah. 15, 10, 15 uh-huh. years. But long enough to have, you know, three kids. But um, anyways, he, they, you know, it was illegal to marry interracially in California, which is sad uh, to me. You wow. know, you should, if, if you love someone, hey, whatever. It was but, illegal? Uh, I yeah. guess so. Yeah, they were ch- really trying to keep every. Hamster in all yeah. the little cages. Come on, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, so you can't stop true love. And Grandpa never brought Grandma around, but she found out about. It, obviously, you know, she's oh, I heard you with. And you never bring her over here, or or, and and if you even think about, you know, this and that, I, I'm disowning you. Yeah. And so he said, okay, screw that, and went to Reno, and mm. eloped with my my Grandma. Oh, okay. So they were at one of those chapels. And I can just picture no one in there, maybe, who knows, a witness, a random, you know, yeah. bypasser. If anyone is against this, speak now, forever hold your peace. And so I think my <laughs> great-grandpa showed up. My great-grandmother sent him to annul it. Oh. And he walked in, oh. and he walked and he walked past my grandpa, and he took my grandma's hands, and he said, and you think he started crying. He said, wow, you're so beautiful. Um... You, you, you know, your your mother-in-law is, is, is crazy. You know, I'm going to go tell her what I really think because to, to try to separate you guys is yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid. And and, and my grandfather really respected him at that point. He, he said, he said, you know, that was, you know, he always thought he bothered his, his, his father. He actually faked a credit slip to get his first drums and vibraphones. 
he faked a, a credit <laughs> slip back in the day. I guess it was easy. And um, he, he, he would play the drums and the vibes at the house. And, and he'd come cursing in Greek, you know, stop, you know. And uh, then there was one gig where they did in San Pablo Park. It was a place where they would play um, and jam on Saturday evenings. And then he did, had a he had a gig there or an amphitheater. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it was when he had his first gig, actually. And then his father showed up and was hitting everyone on the arm, and and he was pointing at him so he could tell he's like hitting them, going, "That's my son on the drums." So it's funny how someone you know who you think is, you know, I Against used to think that it, about yeah, my father. You know, it, this, yeah. is, oh my God, is he is he crazy? Does he hate me? But really, what it is is he's. He's thinking about that stuff about himself, you know. I understand it now a lot more to where I can kind of take all the family history and say, okay, this is what's going on. And I'm still living in the, the drama aspect, but I'm, I escaped that part and can now compartmentalize. Can be more objective, hopefully. Yeah. Well, let's hear another song. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see here. Uh, I mean, I do a lot of different styles. There's a style that I'm doing... It's like I grew up listening to progressive rock. You know, I raided my uncle's albums. He had all the Mavish, New Genesis, Yes, all that stuff. And then um, I grew up also listening to soul. You know, my mom was pushing the Otis Redding and my grandpa. So I said, well, why not? You know, kind of like mixed. You know, what if you get that really progressive sound you like and mix it with the soul? So I became a progressive soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kind of was, you know, and that, that's, uh-huh. that's what my music is. Because if I think about it, and I'm I'm a soul that's progressing through the yeah the music. I thought I found someone to never feel alone, but now that moment's gone. In which the seas were sown I swear I found my soul A queen to call my own But all I'll ever be Is a king without a throne That kind of stuff. Lucky, why don't you finish a song? <laughs> because these are the these are the things that, I, and this is another thing that that. Bo Diddley went to my grandpa backstage one time in front of everybody. He said, right after Hand Jive came out, because Bo Diddley had been out, and Hand Jive came out and said, "You ripped that off from me." And uh, and uh, he turned around. And he said, "Man, you ripped Bo Diddley off from from shaving a haircut, two bits." <laughs> and then he went. He just did say that he said and ham bone and all that. He started doing the ham bone. So the whole thing is borrowed. But but I what, what I like to do is kind of give people a little idea of what. And I never know how much time we have. Huh? Well, we're almost out of time because you were late today. The late Lucky Otis. <laughs> uh, my grandpa taught me to be fashionably late. So no. that's 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 not after three texts. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> you, he, he said always show up a little bit to where they look at their well, watch and they say where the heck it and they look minutes. up and you're there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. Do, do you want to tell uh, our audience where you're playing? Is there anything coming up that you could share? Yeah. Um, well, I just played drums with the Venice Philharmonic Orchestra with my friend Michael. Um, Michael Yost out of Radio Venice. And uh, he's the one that's recording my album. He's the one who, you know, saw something in me. So, so uh, yeah, we're do- we just did that. And, um, that was at Lucky Strikes, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see. I'm always doing so much. Actually, I stopped jamming. I stopped showing up, acting like I needed to be accepted in a circle. I am now, like, fully comfortable with being a loner, like P.B. Herman said, a rebel. Paul, that's what he said. Hi, I'm Paul. I went, that's P.B. Herman <laughs> when I met him. So anyway, yeah, he said that. He said... <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, a loner, yes, that's a, rebel. a good idea because these these little snippets you have just played mm-hmm. are so brilliant. Oh, thank you. 
And your voice sounds so amazing, and your guitar work is insane. <laughs> you should be a big fat star. I've said this all along, but you have been kind of your own worst enemy. Like, well, like, my like, best friend. <laughs> well, like <laughs> your best friend and your own worst enemy. Because, you, like you said, you go and you jam and you do all these jams and you show up late and stuff. Now is your time, though. Come on. This is from your godmother. Thank you. Your godmother's yeah. mouth. Well, you, to you, you, know, you, you, you have to. No, you don't have to understand, but let me explain one thing that's not an excuse. It's like I announced a solo album seven years ago, and I just got on Facebook, and, you know, before that it was like you get a couple likes, three likes. And I said, I'm announcing my album release, and, and I woke up the next day and had 100 likes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, the demand is there. Of course people, it is. But people are probably thinking, did he ever do the album? Now, here's the funny part. When, 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 when Suge Otis did the three albums— you know, the infamous three that he did in yep. the, uh, you know, his, his first three. He has a fourth album called Wings of Love, and it got buried by, by the record label. We'll get into that later. Well, if we, our time's about Yeah, up. you know, I mean, we'll get in later some other time <laughs> over dinner or something. Okay, so my point is, is that you, you have that album getting buried, and it's like, I would so, say three so decades of music. Go listen to Wings of Love, and you'll be like, wow, that's amazing music. I'm sure it is. But the way they got buried, so... But what does this have to do with you? I never wanted these things to happen to me. Like, when my father first made it, my grandfather said, you're excited, aren't you? My dad told me this. He said, yeah. He said, what's the first thing you're going to do? Because they just got signed. And he said, I'm just not going to let it get to my head. It's the first thing that happened. And it's the only thing that happened because his head, <laughs> he got inside his head. Yeah, and then, yeah. Now, here's another thing. This is what I wanted to say. B.B. King, they asked him in 19, you probably read it, uh, you know, especially Mercy saying, look at this, look at this. Um, um, it said, what do you think of the future of the blues in Guitar Player Magazine? And he said, well, as long as Suge Otis is around, I'm not worried. Meaning, and then he called the next Jimi Hendrix. I think when you read something like that, and then Jimmy gets yeah. kind of set up like a bowling pin. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah. the whole whatever Michael Jeffries COINTELPRO, we can go into all this different stuff. My point is, is Jimmy got so big, it's like I don't even think he, you know, he knew what he was doing, but he had no idea what he was doing. You know what I mean? It, was, it, it can get so nuts, and I think that well, Shiggy saw that. You, but you, we're talking about you now. Well, now course. is your time, and I know you're going back and thinking about all the stuff that came before you and how how that worked out. But you, sitting right here with me right now, are incredibly talented. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You know, the, the thing is, is this, if I, I just got off a six-month tour. Oh, I know. You work and work and work. 200 but... events in 150 days, and I just played the guitar. I, I, I did my originals. I did cover tunes. Well, uh, you, you played my party recently, right? Yeah. Mercy's birthday. Yeah. And people a loved you. Okay. So everyone loves you. So next time you come on the show, I want to hear more songs. Well, the, oh, amazing. It, it, that, that, I, I, I want to be able to play... The album, and, and, and that's the whole thing. That's why I hooked up with Michael out at Radio Venice and, 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 and Breakwater Studios. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. I've been recording and recording and recording and playing it for people. Oh, what do you think of this? Oh, my God. Wow. And a lot of it's like uh, Picasso's sitting around the room, you know, and he's sitting there drinking wine. It's like, hey, what are you going to do with that? It's like, that should be in a museum. People have been saying that about, you know, it's like, well, know, you, know, you like it? You, how much you want for it? So I, I almost feel like uh, um, that I am doing my own thing um, in my own way. And, and like I said it earlier, that my mother said, I'm so glad you weren't famous, you'd be dead. So when those things, you have to either go, hmm, or you have to go, forget that. That's a hard thing to do. That's the most challenging thing to do because you want to, especially when you hold your father on a pedestal, you right. know, she holds him on a pedestal. So right. you have to, and then my grandfather, you know, there's the big shoes to fill. So I have to get my mind together first. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause every time we talk, I'll be like telling I you know, this and that. You're like, okay, you're neurotic. All right. <laughs> no, no. Well, I've been saying it lately. Been I think you've been feeling, seeming a whole lot better and ready for this. I was overwhelmed. You have to think growing up and all this. Yes, I know. I understand. Like, you know, so. Our time is up though. That's fine. Yeah, we, it gives them more to... Uh, okay, another time, though. Another time. Sure. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Pamela. I love you so very much. much. I love you, too. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate everybody here, and uh, 
Thanks for your patience. I would have been a doctor. We're in Sunset Sound, you know. Sunset. Do you have any idea what's going on in here? Um, the Rolling Stones, you know, I mean, from there. Just and you were of, here, weren't you? Yes, I was here for a whole lot of the stuff <laughs> wow. that happened Does it here. look the same? Yes, it looks very, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Johnny Eccles had a lot to do with that, um, and uh, Brian McLean and David Crosby and all them. It was yep. funny. I was talking to Johnny just real quick. I was talking to him about, well, I remember this. And he said, well, I lived it. And he said, I remember this. And I said, yeah, but what you're talking about goes right up to this point in the timeline. And what I'm talking about goes right here. He says, oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's interesting how we kind of pieced together even more of the Hey Joe question about how it got from that girl in New York in an apartment and then Billy Roberts staying on her couch and hearing the chord changes and then changing the words from a songbook and Johnny and uh, hearing it from from Brian. Actually, David Crosby heard it from Brian. Cause yeah. Brian was roadieing for him. You probably, and he oh, said, yeah. yeah, hey, Joe. And then <laughs> it's because of Brian that the birds yes. did, hey, Joe, anyway. Okay. But anyway, Lucky, I love you and I'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. And um, I'll see you at the next party. I'm sure you're going to have another one. You keep My saying, birthday, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew you were going to have another one. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Later. You ain't nothing but a hound. Okay, dolls. How was that? Was Lucky amazing? Isn't he? He's a really a brilliant musician and quite a character. Until next time, I am Miss Pamela, and you've just been to my pajama party with the great Lucky Otis. Wasn't he amazing? 
So keep up with all that I do at PamelaDebar.com and interact with me on Instagram at ThePamelaDebar. And my little tip of the day for you today is celery juice. This is something I've been doing for several days now, maybe 10, and I'm noticing a wonderful difference in my step. You know, it's an alkaline product. It's very easy to do. You just drink 16 ounces a day and it'll be very good for you. I am a bit of a health nut. So until next time, dolls, bye-bye. I know a cat named Wayhard Willie. He got a cool little chick named Rockin' Millie. He can walk and stroll and soothe the queue And do that crazy hand jive too Papa told Willie you'll ruin my home You and that hand jive has got to go Willie said Papa don't put me down They're doing that hand jive all over town You've been listening to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, produced by Aaron Alden and Christian Swain. All sound design by Jerry Danielson and Busy Signal Studios. Find Miss Pamela at Pamela DeBar on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Find all the Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash pantheon podcasts rock and roll archaeology on instagram and pantheon pods on twitter